The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So, the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Podcast. You like apples? Alright, welcome back into another edition of Just Press Play Pod. We are joined, we got LJ, took a week off, you know, had some things to go, but he's back fully rested. Back. What's going on, guys? Oh, man. Oh, not much. Uh, back too much. better than ever, oh. right? <laughs> yeah, as, as the great Mike Greenberg would say, back and better than <laughs> ever. Alright, we are through week three of the NFL. We're going we're gonna to get into some NFL stuff, but... And 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 you'll want to stick around for that because there's a way if you if you just listen to what we have to say, especially with LJ. I don't know if you guys remember, pretty much called the whole Steelers zero and three, not making the playoffs. But well, that's neither here nor there. We'll let LJ get his big Ben dig in. But if you listen, if you listen in a little bit later, we're going to talk NFL, and that's going to be how you can win some big money. Big money. And that's why I want to tell you about some of our friends over at my bookie. So pops, and we talked about this before. Uh, I asked you a hundred dollars. If you just found fifty dollars in the street after after we get done recording, if you were walking outside and fifty dollars is sitting on your porch, what are you going to do with it? Well, if I find a quarter, I'm going to pick it up. So <laughs> I mean, I just uh, I find money. I mean, a penny, I might pass by, maybe. But uh, uh, well, of course you're going to take the money. Yes. So my question is, why? And this is for our listeners out there. Just a, kind of a rhetorical question: Why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why. You got to go to my bookie. That's why we go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Guys, there's money on your and porch right, right now. There's money on your porch. <laughs> there's, prob- there's probably a $50 bill sitting on your porch. You just got to know the promo code. That's all exactly. you need to know. That's right. That's right. Look, look, I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with my bookie if they weren't the best. And right now, my bookie is offering our listeners. A special offer. If you join, they will double your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code CHAIR to activate that offer. So you get on there and you put your first deposit in for $100. they are going to double that. That's that $100 Dubai. you just found sitting on your porch. Yep. They are going to double for you. All you got to do is join my bookie. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G today and put their promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, and get a double on your deposit. And... My bookie has a bunch of cool things you can do. We've we've talked about it before, but they have the normal thing. You know, you can bet the spread or bet the line or bet the over-unders or the money line, whatever it is. Or you can even go, if your bet's not really working out at at halftime of the noon games, you get back in there at halftime, do some live in-game betting. They have fantasy football stuff. And then it's not just football. They got it all. We can bet on, and and this is something we want to talk about, we probably would have lost. But you could have bet on the Emmys and Mm. probably would have lost. That's where we want. So my bookie. Promo code chair, get that offer, double your deposit. But speaking of Emmys, let's get into it, L. We've we've talked a lot about it on this pod in previous pods a while back. 
Game of Thrones, final season. Yep. I think the jury's still on whether that was good or not, but the Emmys is saying that that is, am I, tell me if I'm right, yep. the best drama. That's what the Emmys say the is season eight of Game mm-hmm. of Thrones is the best drama to come out in the last year. Um, do you want to hear nominees so, that it was up against? Yes. Yes, I yeah, do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Spit them out. Uh, in alphabetical order, we've got Better Call Saul. Great show. Uh, Bodyguard. I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm not surprised it didn't win, but I did like Game it. of Thrones. Killing Eve. A little show I don't know if Dad's heard of it. Ozark. Um, Pose. Succession. And This Is Us. Those were the nominees. Okay. Well, so Ozark, obviously, I did like it. I, did, I, think, I think I saw Bateman won something. Uh, he won Director. Best, best Director in a Drama. Ah, Okay. Okay. So, so Dad, I know uh, your your show did get some love. I know you're a big Ozark guy, but out of those, I one of those that you mentioned, I I really want to see that I haven't really paid attention to. Yeah. Succession. I've heard a lot of good things about. I've Succession. seen three episodes of it, and it is phenomenal. It is really good television. Well, it just seems like a show I would like. So that's 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 on my list of things I need to yeah. get on. You must need to get the um, three for me because I got to like two, and I just got in something else. And but really? I want to watch because I've heard a lot of good stuff. It really is do, so I, I if I remember correctly because we watched it. It hadn't fully come out yet, and we thought that it was like going to be just a really limited series. Um, but it was, if I remember correctly, pretty dry and pretty like in the same say, same way that like The Wire is like you got to really like pay full attention. You have to set up the characters. I yeah. think, you know, there was a lot of that. Right. It sounds like it's not one of those shows that you're sitting with your phone in your hand and you're kind of either playing your game or on Twitter exactly. or Facebook or whatever. You kind of need to exactly. pay attention. But so back to the mm-hmm. Emmys, though, it and I don't pay it crazy attention to the Emmys, but it's if Game of Thrones won. We've talked about it. I understand Game of Thrones winning some awards, like if they won awards for like how amazing those special effects were, because some of that stuff that you visually, that was amazing what they were able to yeah. do. But just as far as best drama, yeah. it sounds like they won just off of popularity contest, right? Uh, yeah. So I, I hear that there's like a, a a tendency for these award shows to to give series that have had a good run the victory for that year at the end of their at the yeah finale. is this like a culmination award right like yeah. uh, Lord of the Rings never won Best Picture until the last Lord of the Rings and in a sense they kind of got Best Picture because of all three of them instead of just the one being the Best Picture out of that year and I it's I think it's something kind of like that but it is disappointing because it's like it it. I mean, I've seen Better Call Saul and Ozark, and I think both of those are definitely better than Game of Thrones. Successions on that list are better than Game of Thrones' final season. Like, it'd be different if Game of Thrones' fourth season was up for the award. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, agreed. There were some of those seasons that were incredible. But this season alone, if that's what we're supposed to be judging it on, Game of Thrones isn't even close. And I would say Game of Thrones is a series this season has marred it so much for me that, uh, that it doesn't even, you know, make that list for me. So, yeah. It does seem like it, it was, but then again, how who, who votes on these things? Do do we have any idea? Uh, who votes yeah, on the uh, they're they're usually critics. I think I can find out real quick if you guys want to stammer along while I search. Oh, I'm gonna tell you, I'll stammer this out. My favorite series, and I know I talked to Kevin about it. That damn Peaky Blinders is rocking my world. I that, think I the newest season eight. just got dropped to uh, Tuesday. I think the newest season got dropped on Tuesday. Did I it? need to watch more of it. Four. But it's really good. It's worth watching. I'm I'm kind of stuck on. I'm almost done with the season two of Mindhunter, and 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 I think I got to finish Succession. That. Yeah, I think Succession's my next show. I'm starting up probably. Um, but it looks like the Television Academy votes on it. Yeah, so it looks like it's basically yeah. There's 24,000 members in the Television Academy. It's basically if you are a professional in the television industry, you are uh, eligible to be in the uh, Academy and potentially be a voter too. So. There are, uh, you know, just 
thousands of voters. So it is like it's basically anybody working in television can make that vote. So and I don't know. I I, I just thought it was interesting that Game of Thrones won best. If they would have got like best, I don't know. I, it just seems like it's more of a a total award for the full. Well, that's what like if not if they said like. Award. Uh, Game of Thrones versus all that had come out so far of Ozark, then that would be a little bit different of a conversation. But then that's also like just a different because Ozark's not done yet. You know, it's it's they need to have like either a legacy award saying like your series was so good overall. Legacy is the word. Yes, I was looking for. Yes, but agree. but if they're just saying like you had the best drama this year, they they are wrong. They're they're just yeah. wrong. Was there any was there any notable other notable awards that you noticed, LJ? Oh, I mean, just kind of running down. Yeah, you mentioned Patrick Bateman winning Best Director. I thought that was great. Jason, who, who was Jason? That? Sorry, Jason Bateman. Patrick Bateman is that uh, American Psycho? I don't even know who that is. I think I that's American that Psycho. It's a it's not. a serial killer um, in a TV in a movie. I think. Um, uh, let's see, uh, Julia Garner, uh, Best Supporting Actress for Ozark. Um, so Peter the Ozark did pretty well. Peter Dinklage uh, supporting our actor in a drama. Um, I mean, you know, there there are a lot of people that I think definitely wait, wait, deserve wait. Julia Garner in Ozark. Yeah, the wife is like Laura Laura Lee or something. Laura Lenny. What's Laura Lenny? Who who is Jennifer Garner in that? Julia in Garner, and she is the blonde haired, curly haired. Uh, oh, is that her name? Yeah. I, there's another person named Jennifer Garner, isn't there? This is Julia Garner. No, you're crazy. You're not crazy. This is Julia and not Jennifer. You're thinking, okay. Dad, okay. you're thinking of the Capital One commercial. Yeah. Yes. Who, by the way, she's I, her. She's one of those, I think she's one of those actresses, if I told you to guess the age by looking at her, you would never guess it because she has not aged a bit since I've been like born. No. Yeah. But. That's neither here nor there. Um, outstanding. No, but Julia, what's her name, is really good. Yeah, at she's arts. phenomenal. So, I mean, she's she may be the best actress or the best actor in there. Yeah, and I love Jason Bateman. Um, and she's probably she's over him. I think in, I do too. In my mind, in that so uh, outstanding television movie, uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. I don't know if you guys watched that, but that's the uh, uh, choose your own adventure TV show that came out on Netflix about eight months ago or so. It was really cool. I've heard of it. I've heard of it, and I really it seems interesting. It's really cool. I mean, give it a watch because it's an it's a new way to watch something. Like it's pretty cool. You make choices as you go, and so that's kind of neat that they won an award for that. I, I I'm, didn't didn't Dark Mirror do something similar in one of their episodes where Black you Mirror kind of, like that is the ending. Yeah, Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. It's Black oh, Mirror's Bandersnatch. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when you listen to this episode, what happens when I was trying to black mirrors Bandersnatch won an award, but <laughs> well, I was trying to do some re I was trying to do some research on the fly about, about your American psycho character, Patrick Bateman. And is that so who I it is? Listen to the first little bit. Yeah, you're right. You were correct. Nice. So he is. A, so there is a Patrick Bateman then. Yes. Yes. Well, not really. Character yeah. Off of American psycho. Okay. In the movie, they eat at a restaurant called Texarkana. Just throwing that out there. Really? Not small world. Yeah, I know. I saw Another one that won big, and it was interesting. I, so I saw a Fleabag won Best comedy. something. And that is a little interesting to me because didn't, didn't Fleabag season just like five episodes or like five or six episodes, and they're all like 20 to 30 minutes? They're just short. It, is that the same as like an episode, a season that's got 12 hour long episodes? No, there's more content. That, should that be voted at all? Or is well, I think, I think that they yeah. should be held on the exact same plane as they seem to be. Because I think one thing that I think about is can you tell your story in – like if you do um, say uh, 24 half-hour episodes um, versus somebody that does five half-hour episodes and one leaves more impact, then you know if the, if the short one leaves more impact, then that definitely should deserve more points than somebody that had less impact over the course of 12 hours of your life. So 
Yeah, I would argue that that should definitely be held on the same standard. Okay. Yeah. I was just I, I found that interesting, but I do kind of get what you're saying. Like if you can if you can hit me with the same amount of impact in six 30 minute episodes that something else took 12 hour long episodes. But it's like a college professor where they say like, you know, there's no word count. So, you know, if you can do it in under two pages, then you better do it in under two pages. And mm. so, yeah. yeah, which they beat, by the way, uh, three shows that I really like Barry, The Good Place and Veep uh, for that Emmy. So that makes it worth checking out. You know, I've watched some Barry. I like Barry. Yeah. Um, the Good Place. Bill Hader that, can do anything. For Bill, Bill Hader is, yeah. I'm, except, I, I want to say, I've heard Bill Hader with, uh, hell, Bill Simmons, I think. he was. They did a movie review. They did No Country for Old Men, which, oh, amazing movie. Yeah. Amazing movie. But Bill Hader, just talking on a podcast, he is so monotone that by the end of the podcast, you're just, you're just, it's driving <laughs> you crazy. Yeah. But but then again, he's such a great actor. I yeah. really like Hayden. When I thought Barry was cool because it was just a different thing, you know, like he's seen as the funny guy. And then he was like, he's still funny in it, but it was just a different role. And I thought it was cool. He's almost the straight man in that show. Everybody else around him is goofball crazy in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good show. So that's an interesting one. It's worth checking the, out. But I, I was wondering how the Emmy bump. Ha- I was wondering how the Emmy bump happens. Like so, like Fleabag, a show that I I bet a lot of people maybe not have seen it now. Like people like. Like us three are like, I probably need to tune in there. I need to check that out. Or maybe someone saying like you're talking about a good place or, or Veep or any of these. Oh, it definitely um, happens. If you get nominated, I think like that's one of the things about these is like if you get nominated, it means you're probably worth checking out. And so a yeah. lot of like at least big TV people are going to want to watch all of the nominees in their favorite category or whatever, whether they've seen heard of them or not. So it definitely is going to help out uh, getting viewership up for any of these shows. Let's move on to wrapping up week three of the NFL season. It seemed like this was kind of the week of the replacement quarterbacks, or at least the old quarterbacks going down and seeing some new faces. But I, before we get into that and, and before we get into Danny Dimes and all the, <laughs> the new kids on the block, I want to talk. We got eight undefeated teams left in NFL. <laughs> okay. Uh, some, some of them are, are your usual suspects. You got the Patriots, Chiefs. I think a lot of people thought that. Rams, not too surprising. The Cowboys, I think if you look at their schedule, it's not that surprising, but we'll, we'll get into that. Packers, 49ers, and then the last two are a little more – well, 49ers are interesting, but the Bills are undefeated and the Lions. Mm. I, there's been a lot of I, – I, I will raise my hand. There's been a lot of talk about Matt Patricia being a bad coach, yep. and I still think the jury's out on that. But they are 2-0-1, so they're undefeated. But just as far as undefeated teams, I kind of wanted to ask you guys, it, it seems to me there's – there's tiers when it comes to this, and I think there's a clear top tier. And I wanted to ask you guys, I'll start with you, uh, L. Where does the line kind of get drawn on the top tier? Well, okay, so that's a good question. And I think, like, for me, the line gets drawn, uh, you know, on the teams that I expected to be there. And those are the ones that I feel like are still clear and above better football teams. The Patriots are, they look like the best team in football, period. Um, and then yeah. and then the, the Chiefs and the Rams are... Uh, teams that we've seen play this well and overcome any sort of weakness they have late in the season. They're they're just good football teams all around. So I feel like that's the top tier for me. Everybody else is next tier. That's my thought. My thought. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, what do you think? I mean, the Patriots look like regardless of that, they've shed the, the AB stuff and they got out of that. And we, I don't know if we want to dive it. We've done so much Antonio Brown talk. I think we'll just move on. (laughs) But regardless of that, the Patriots, like they may still be really, really good. I, just uh, some quick stats th- that's been thrown out uh, over the after the weekend. The defense for the Patriots, I know they gave up some. The, the team gave up some touchdowns off like a a muff punt, a pick six. But the defense, 
has still not allowed a touchdown through three yep. weeks, which I think I read somewhere it's the first time that's happened in like 40 years. Uh, that guy that plays quarterback, I forget his name. He still looks like he's a pretty good quarterback. He seems to be. And then, and then I saw, so their average margin of victory right now is 29.7 points per game. And Sunday, New England allowed just 105 yards, which is the fewest allowed by a Patriots defense in wow. 1988, wow. which would be a decade before Belichick even got Wow. There. So, really, maybe the best defense in the NFL, and still that, that guy, the, the GOAT back there taking snaps. Dad, is the Patriots clearing away the favorites right now? Clearing away. You're talking about defense, and I had this written down, so i got to say it. Total yards per game they've given up over three games, 199. Whoa! Total, total <laughs> passing yards. 162. Wait for this. Rushing yards. Total rushing yards. Per game. 37. Wow. Seven yards. I mean, I mean they look good. They look good on the back wow. end, the front end, the middle. I mean, they're, they're good at all levels. Well, and, and look, uh, John, now, Gordon caught that great. I think Jordan's going to flourish. He if, looks if like he's, he's got his head to, yeah. right. He, you know, AB's gone. Yeah. I think, I think he can really flourish. Yeah. Uh, wow. I think they can be great. Yeah. I agree. Um, Hate to see it. I did think. Now, now we still. I think the defense still has. We'll get to see him play some other. We, we haven't seen a lot of good quarterback play against the Patriots Very true. so far. We You're watched right. him play You're the Dolphins. Right. That's fair. We watched them play the Jets, who are on their what third is Falk their third, third string quarterback. String and then now week one they did play probably a future Hall of Famer. But if you ask one of the <laughs> one of the people on this pod, it was Big Ben. So <laughs> I think the and and plus Mike Tomlin and Big Ben just have no idea what to do with the Patriots. I think that's clear. So. <laughs> Patriots look really good. I do think, uh, Dad, do you agree with LJ? It's it's kind of I I think I disagree. I think he's right with Patriots and Chiefs. I'm leaving the Rams off that. I don't think they're in that tier. What yeah. about you, Pops? Yeah, me too. And I don't know if this is Homer, but I'm I'm throwing the Cowboys in that tier. You're throwing the Cowboys in the top tier. In the top tier, yes, okay. I am. They have played exceptionally well. Uh, their defense have has given up some yards and some points, but they've won decidedly. Now. They played the Dolphins I, this I week. Yeah, uh, can I get some? You know, can I, I know, get this water and throw it on real quick because they have they played, played the three Giants. teams that have a combined one and eight record. They're fixing to get the, the New Orleans Saints without Drew Brees. I mean, yeah. they played know. the yeah they played the Eli Manning led Giants, <laughs> the Redskins, and the Dolphins. So, I, but, but yeah. whatever, that, I do agree. They look really good. Me, it's my opinion. I'm throwing Dallas in that top rung. So it's it's Patriots, okay. Kansas City, okay. in the top rung. I, I think Sunday we'll get to see a lot more on Dallas Sunday night. Uh, they'll take on – I know it's the breezeless Saints, but yep. it's still the Saints. It's a good yep. team. Well, they're going to so Taysom Hill. See, yeah, do, it'll be rough. <laughs> yeah, who, who, I, I'm interested to see what the Cowboys do. I think it'll be their first real test. I thought it was smart of them. It didn't look great against the Dolphins, no. but you're really – I don't think you want to – you don't want to show anything against the Dolphins. You just want to get out of there with the win, and they got out of there with a 31-6 to six win. Yeah. I mean, a win's a win, and that's not a bad one no. at all. They covered the spread, uh, if you'll recall. True, true. I, uh, when it comes to the Chiefs, has has Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? I know LJ. We're not. I, I won't throw out the uh. term that you hate, the, but has Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs become must watch TV? Because I mean, the things that he does on the football field, it's wild. It's, it's wild. Crazy. It, I mean, it truly is. I I have nothing else to add to that. It's he's just an unbelievable player for sure. It kind of reminds me of when I've heard Dad talk about Michael Jordan back in the day, and I I don't want to call him like the best football player ever or anything like like dad would say about Michael Jordan in basketball but sure. just to the extent that when dad said that when Michael Jordan was on national TV you you stopped like you made plans to to make sure you were watching it especially back back in the day there wasn't you know Wednesday night ESPN game Thursday night you know there wasn't as much national TV basketball games but I think it works out where to me I'm trying to figure out when does Mahomes play and I don't even care if it's against the Raiders I don't care who he's playing against I'm trying to make sure I'm watching that one 
Because literally any play, if the defense has any bit of a blown coverage, he's going to put the ball on a dime, whether it's off his back foot or wherever it's at. And then I guess it doesn't matter who's playing around him as long as long as 15's back there at quarterback because Tyreek Hill went out and don't even miss they it. Just, yeah. They just were like, all right, uh, Demarcus Robinson, you get in there. <laughs> McCole Hardman, we didn't even put you in the first game. You get in there. And now those guys are just catching bombs. Yep. Well, I think now, they scare- now, now Kelsey is Kelsey is a badass. I yeah. will tell you, they have, he has he a hell even, of a time. And, and he hasn't the seemed like he hasn't done much. No, yet. yeah, as uh, uh, he hasn't done as much as uh, like Watkins. And then um, there have been there have been some players that have shot. They'd, but that's kind of the thing with the Chiefs is they generally have it seems like two players from somewhere else because you have to double cover Kelsey. And so two players <laughs> right, are going to exactly. just go crazy because you're letting them go. And since Tyreek Hill's out. Um, they can do uh, spare a little bit more coverage, but it's still you're going to leave somebody open on that sideline, and old Patty's going to find him. It looks like. Well, and they're going to get. I mean, the offense looks great now, and they're going to get Tyreek Hill back at some point. Who we've talked about is one of those guys where you almost have to have someone over the top of him. So now, if you have two guys on him, two guys on Kelsey, that's just going to be even more yep. room for Robinson and Hardman and Lashawn McCoy. I still think he does look a little bit old and long in tooth, but he still looks shifty. Yeah. And then Damian Williams, he was out last week. I, that offense looks scared. They do scare me a little because that defense still gives up a lot of yards and don't really stop the run. I don't think much has changed from them last year, but I can see them scoring 30 points. If they can get home field advantage, I think what's going to happen with them is it's probably going to be Chiefs-Patriots for the AFC. And it, it kind of, to me, it goes, where's the game playing? Is it in Foxborough or is it in Arrowhead? And I think that will say a lot about I, who gets the W. I think another good thing about the Chiefs in this season so far is they, they seem to be a pretty good metric of how good is the team you're playing. You know, like – the first three weeks are always tough to try to figure out how good somebody is because we don't know what's changed in the offseason in a sense that's going to make a, a decent team awful or great, you know. But the Chiefs are, yeah. and so they've got a few interesting games coming up where we'll see, are the Lions for real, are the Colts for real, and are the Texans okay? Um, be- yeah. Before mm-hmm. they get a bye week on Thursday against the Broncos. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, and as much as that's going to ask, are those teams for real? That'll show if the Chiefs keep on doing what they're doing and rolling these teams against some good opponents, I think that'll say a lot about who the Chiefs are. Yeah. Maybe that'll show you they're right there with the Patriots. Uh, the other team so LJ mentioned, tier, I think yeah. I'm, it sounded like, well, my tier, I think it's Chiefs, Patriots. I think they're the top. I, then I think there's a, there's another tier that are the Cowboys, Rams, maybe the Packers in that other tier. Okay. I uh, but I wanted to that. ask you, I wanted to, to, to mention the Rams, because LJ put them up there. I just, I don't know if, and I know I've said this last year a couple of times, I don't know if golf is that good. Yeah. Maybe they overpaid him. I don't know. And then Todd Gurley just doesn't look like Todd Gurley anymore. It's it's disappointing. I don't know what's deal. Maybe they're kind of saving him. I don't know. But he just doesn't look like that same guy that was busting long runs and catching wheel routes and jumping over people and juking them out of their shoes. Yeah, but when you got to wait for defense, you can take six weeks to figure out how you're going to get back in sync again, you know? Well, and they are 3 no, and what we talked about. You are what your record says you are, and they're getting wins regardless, and that's with Gurley playing bad. If Gurley returns to MVP form like he was for much of the year last year, sky's the mm-hmm. limit. Now, with the Rams, I think old Jared Goff is happy to have his boy, Cooper Cup. Oh, that yeah. guy no is doubt. so good. He I don't think he's like one of the top receivers in the league, but he I think he needs some recognition for really, really good because he's open every time on third down. Yeah. And his run after the catch is good. He's one of those, and I think it's kind of the, we're probably getting this a little bit with old Daniel Jones too, but Cooper's one of those uh, deceptively athletic, you know, I think his <laughs> yeah. skin tone makes it look like he's not going to be as fast as he is. And then all of a sudden he's running down the sideline and he's gone. And then Woods is still really good. Brandon Cooks is still there. Yep. They got some talent on there. They do. I 
I still stand by what I said last year. I think Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Jared Goff just has Sean McVay. And now Dak Prescott maybe has a coordinator that can help him out. He's not playing with his hand tied behind the back. We'll see. Kevin, that argument this year doesn't sound so stupid. I will say that. (laughs) Yesterday or last year, it sounded crazy. It it still might sound crazy, but at least it's not as crazy. It's not as crazy. It's fair. How good do we think the Packers are? Question mark. I have them in the next year for sure. Well, Um, we're going to get to learn a lot about them on Thursday night. They're going to take on the Eagles, who are one and two. I know the Eagles still have a lot of injuries. I think Alshon Jeffrey should be back. But the Eagles back against the wall, and they're going to come in there. If the Packers beat them, I, it's just the same way I said about the Rams. They're it would be the Packers undefeated, and I was just throwing it out. It just I think it's scary, and I think we've mentioned it last week. But Aaron Rodgers with a really good defense is scary, scary. and a stupid They're, good offensive line. By the way, have you guys noticed how yeah. much time he's got back there, and how much hole open up for holes open up for the running backs? Like it's crazy how good that offensive line is. Well, I'll, his, they're, his they're, next three games, three and Kevin. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going. Yeah, you, you got Philadelphia. Then next, the next week is Dallas. I hope Dallas is as good as I think. And if they are, that could be a big be test. A hell of a yeah. showdown. Yeah, uh, and then Detroit, who is undefeated. Yeah. Um, so I think. So. I, I think you learn a lot through week three, but it, the, the, we're going to start separating who's who. Yeah. Coming up, because like like what like we talked about with Dallas, I do think they're good, but they have beat a team a combined one and eight. Then they got the Saints and Packers coming up. We'll see a lot about Dallas. We'll see a lot about the Packers. Yep. I just. The reason I think I'm putting them in there is because the Packers are 3-0 and they've yet to score 30 points in a game. Aaron Rodgers has yet to throw for more than 235 yards in a game and has just four touchdowns. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers played really compared he's to what almost you normally think of him, yeah. he's played bad. Yeah. 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 So if, if, if Aaron Rodgers turns back into the guy that we were once not that long ago saying is the most talented quarterback in the NFL, yeah. all bets are yeah. off. Who, who yep. knows what's yeah. happening? Yep. A team I think that's right on the cusp, they're, they're not – well, let's let's talk real quick. Let's just run through. Are these are these these last three? Are they frauds or are they real? The 49ers, Bills, and Lions. LJ, what do you what do you think? Are, are any of those three for real? I mean, I like all three of them. Honestly, I I, I don't know if they're for real. Like them as in a playoff team? I, see, that's where like, it's tough. That's where it's tough because I do feel like two of the three have potential. I just don't know which two. You know what I mean? I feel like only one of these are deceivers, and I'm trying to figure out. I think it's the Lions, but it definitely could be the Bills. The Bills have a tougher uh, uh, conference or a division to break into. So um, I don't know. It's it's I do. I mean, I feel like the 49ers are winning ugly games. I feel like the Bills aren't a fluke um, right now. You know, well, the same the same way I mentioned for the Cowboys got to mention for the Bills. I mean, look at who they've played. I think they've played a combined team, a record of one and eight. Have they really? OK, they have. Well, I think it was that might change my Giants. opinion. That might change my opinion. Fair enough. What was it? The Giants, Jets, and then uh, who did the Bills play this past week? Uh, the Bengals. The Bengals who Bengals. aren't bad, they're 0 and 3. but they're yeah they're zero and three and they're missing their lead receiver uh, Ross. Uh, you know we all like for a second thought maybe AJ Green doesn't need to show up anymore, but he, yeah. he's not that guy. I, I don't think. So. Boy, I didn't think that. <laughs> so I do. I think the Bill, the Bills are gonna have a fun game this week. I don't think I'm not. I don't think I'm picking them to go in and beat the Patriots, but I, they're. they're in Buffalo, they're hosting Tom Brady and the Patriots, three zero versus three zero. That'll tell you a lot about the Bills if they play with them. Yeah, you know if they keep up, maybe beat them. Who knows? Josh Allen's that guy. I don't know. He's just. It's I don't think he's great, but quantify. he's dangerous. Yeah. He's dangerous. Yeah, hard to quantify. Well, uh, and then 49ers, I think the jury's still out. L. I, I kind of I agree with you. I think they could be. They won a game last week where they had five turnovers. Yeah, I mean that, that's hard Bucks. to do. That's Against hard to win a game. Yeah. <laughs> True, and I think I kind of want to get into a little bit of that, but I, 
the Lions, I think the Lions are better than I thought, but I think they'll end up about like I think at some point they're gonna be who we thought they were and they're gonna be yeah know, six and six and one or something. Oh, they're, I think they're not bad. I think they're we're gonna, all ready for that week where we can say teams. thank you. The Lions are exactly what I thought they were. Moving on. Now we can stop entertaining <laughs> this, but I don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell because they do have they have talent all over the field. Just it, it feels like it's like the B team. You know, it's like they've got like the second best player um, in every position. You know, it's. Nobody's like an yeah, outstanding but every, star. They, but. they bring in these guys and like Mostert will come in and juke someone out of his shoes. And then mm-hmm. Brita will come in yeah. and make some defender look silly. Mm-hmm. And then they don't even have Tevin Coleman back right, right now. True. They're interesting. They're they're at least interesting. Dad, I felt like you had, had something you were going to say maybe about one of those three. Well, I just I was looking at the schedule and I think other than the Patriots, who I think have the easiest schedule coming up, by the way, Buffalo, which will be a test, Washington, the Giants, the Jets, Cleveland, Baltimore. Baltimore is going to be a test. Cleveland, we don't know. Patriots yet. likely going to that Baltimore Cleveland's game good. with one loss at the most. At the most. At, at the most. most. But so the 49ers have Cleveland next. Now, Cleveland, I do think they're still pretty good, but they're they got work to do, no yeah. doubt. Then they have the Rams next, then Washington. Washington appears to be imploding. Uh, yeah. The Washington Redskins. Can I throw out something words. about the Redskins real quick I saw today? Yeah. The yeah, best that? defensive performance they've had this year was giving up 71% completion rate uh, uh, rate to uh, Carson Wentz. That's the best defense they've had all year. So they, if you are looking for a, a, like a streaming quarterback to start, find out who's playing against Washington because that's a start. Who would you – who would you rather be right now, LJ? The R-Words or the Dolphins? Uh, least, the Dolphins ooh. suck, but at least they have a plan. Yeah, it seems like they're going somewhere. It seems like, well, and I never want to be Dan Snyder. Washington, so Washington, not, I think Washington is trying to be good. They're just not. <laughs> like, the, the Dolphins are actively trying to suck. Yeah. Washington's yeah, just give bad. Me Miami. Just give bad. me Miami. What do you think, Dad? If you're Washington, I mean, why are we keeping Haskins out? Put Haskins in there. Let him play. Sure. Come on. Let's see what From you what got. From what I've heard, if they, if they even – Decide to bench Keenum, it would be for McCoy, not even Haskins. Wow. I'm with you. Get him out there unless I – I just don't see the, the much help in putting him in bubble wrap unless you're worried like you're going to get him out there and get him killed because Trent Williams isn't out there and there's no reason to get him just smashed. We talked about yeah. injuries. Yeah, that's a good Watson point. It's not like the Redskins have had a problem with that. You know, it's not like they've had a quarterback that came in and got hurt and then they didn't know how to deal with it and he ended up playing catch with himself on the sidelines every practice and then getting – thrown away so you know we we talked we talked a, a little bit about danny dimes earlier and we can we can talk about whether we think daniel jones is is i mean it looks like giants fans they went from they hated him at the draft which i'll say i was with them but he looked good real good last week yeah this some things that haven't been done in new york for a long time uh i actually we'll just start with that pops what do you think are you are you drinking the danny jones kool-aid well i'm gonna tell you what i think about danny jones i thought he had a great impressive first game I still think the Giants took him too high. He would have been there at their next pick, I really think. Now, with all that said, if you think he's your franchise guy, take him. Get him. You know, I'm with you on that. So, um, am I impressed with him? Absolutely, because he's brought fire to the team. And I was listening to this podcast the other day. Sometimes using profanity actually does get people fired up yeah. and make them want to follow yeah. you. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, you can go, let's, let's effing score, you yeah. know, apparently he well, said. Did you- did and you hear? It? So it was like Ster- Sterling Shepard was like, he's like a real mild mannered dude, and all of a sudden he was like, "Let's effing go!" And no one's even heard him cuss before. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, "Whoa!" <laughs> but sometimes it does. It yeah. gets you fired up. Oh, it lets right? you know that they're serious. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he seems yeah. serious. He thinks he seems confident that they can win games, and that's something that Eli hasn't seemed ever in his career. Um, he finds a way, but he's never seemed confident. Uh, so. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that makes you say that you're talking about a two-time Super Bowl champ. I I mean, I understand the dichotomy. All Super Bowl game, both games, he looked like he was ready to just go home and hop in a jacuzzi. Like, he wasn't really playing football. He just... (laughs) Wins. I don't. Eli Manning isn't. Uh, what? What's the? He's an enigma wrapped up in a. What was that, Kevin? Conundrum. He's a conundrum wrapped up in an enigma. <laughs> yeah. <or> what? <laughs> what? I, I'll tell you what was serious about Daniel Jones, and that was his stat line: three hundred and thirty-six yards, yeah. two passing touchdowns, zero picks, and then he added two scores on the ground, including that late one to win the game. It was funny. I was trying to decide were we wrong pre-draft, but let's go back and look. In 36 starts at Duke, Jones never had a game as good as he had this past Sunday. <laughs> he never had a game with 300 yards and no picks. He never let, he never had a game with 330 yards and two touchdowns both in the air and on the ground. And so, he wasn't playing SEC defenses. Like he wasn't <laughs> Yeah. And I'm I'm not saying the Bucks defense is great, but they're oh, better no. than the ACC defenses. They're better than the ACC D's. And I, and and he did this all. He outscored the Bucks twenty two to three in the second half, all without so, who some people call the best running back yeah. in the NFL. Saquon Barkley didn't even play the whole second half. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm I, still I, holding was, on to the Giants being a good team at the end of the year because now this is the storyline, right? I mean, uh, Daniel Jones coming alive, carrying a team that doesn't even have their best player for potentially six to eight weeks, and then yeah. dude walking back in and they become the best team in the NFC East. I mean, that's. That seems possible so, all of a sudden. I mean, the Cowboys have got to I'm, implode a little bit, but that What happens. I'm thinking happens with the Giants, and I'm hoping this isn't to the Cowboys, but one of these teams in the NFC, I think the Giants, they're going to end up like 6-10 and 10 or something, nothing crazy, but they're going to beat a team late in the year yeah, that is, needs a playoff win. Yeah. And whether it be the Eagles or Cowboys, I don't know. I've, I've seen it happen with the Cowboys more times than I want to talk about. <laughs> but I just can see Daniel Jones with his – he's got the goofy Eli face. Yeah. He's going to roll in there. And Saquon Barkley is a good running back. They're going to win some games they have no business winning yeah. late, and it's going to knock some teams out. Uh, there was an interesting thing from Next Gen Stats. I talked about it with Cooper Cup. Uh, Daniel Jones isn't a guy you probably think is super athletic, but Next Gen Stats said that Daniel Jones, in both touchdowns that he had on the ground, he reached at top speed 19.47 miles per hour and 19.51 miles per hour. That puts him with two of the fastest speeds reached by a quarterback this season. Man, that's only nothing's... two of the top four, only behind Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, who I think those wow. guys are not deceptively athletic. Those guys are just <laughs> athletic. <laughs> so Jones, he's interesting. If nothing else, he's definitely got my eye. I, I'm now I'm watching him at least. But let's talk about the team he beat. It, impressive win for Daniel Jones, but. Bruce Arians and the Bucks, did they just blow that game? What were they doing at the end of that game? Well, you heard him say, right? He backed up because you – and I've heard the argument that you do have a little better angle on it, yeah. a little further back. Well, let me let me back you up, Dad, so just to lay what happened out. So Mike Evans, who had a great game. Had a, one, an amazing game. 150 yards and three touchdowns. He caught a ball after Danny Dimes got the – looked like the game-clinching touchdown on the ground. The Bucks went right back and threw the ball to Mike Evans, who got – I don't know why – the Giants weren't double teaming Evans. He's been well because didn't Godwin day. get two big catches right before that though? So true. So, they were getting but, eat up so in the air. Evans gets one to the nine yard line, and then the Bucks. It, then they snapped it once to kill some clock. Then they took a delay a game. Bruce Arians says on purpose, Dad. I guess how much Backing time was up. left? How much time was left when they were on the nine yard line? Roughly, I think there was like thirty something seconds. Well, why and not they go decided to the end zone one time? You don't trust because you don't trust Jameis. You don't trust Winston. Well, and right? he, well, he throws and picks like nobody's business. Yeah, exactly. That's maybe so. that's maybe understandable. But then again, like we said, Mike Evans has been torching them all day. Why not throw up 
one or two to Mike Evans. Because he, I think he had thrown two picks that game already, and he's probably thrown like eight picks this year. Like, dude throws picks like they're just like a thing he wants to do on the weekend, you know? Well, I, yeah. That, that had to be what it was. I'm telling you, Arian just well, didn't trust but him. Instead of, so they took a snap to kill the clock, then they took the delay game on purpose, backing them up five yards, then they kneeled it again, backing them up two yards to the center of the field for Matt Gay. And then if you look back at that kick, so Bruce Arians, like you were saying, Dad, I think this is where you were going. He did say he wanted it on purpose, and he, he thought it was a better angle and that Matt Gay would be better from that spot as opposed to where he was at. And, yes, I've heard that in college where you don't want to be that close because then they're kind of having like kick at a really tough Those angle. Those hashes the, are the much hashes, further apart, yeah, in college football, yeah. Right. They're way wider when it comes to college or right. NFL. I don't think that's near as big of an issue. And if you look back at that kick, it really looks like if they would have been, I don't know, Seven yards closer, so not the delay game to Neil. Yeah. I think it would have went through the uprights. Yeah, that's hard to say know. though, because kicking at that like that when we're talking like it could have, it, it wasn't the distance that got him; it's the accuracy, and that's more of a head game than a than a foot game. It seems like for for a good kicker. So you know, it's hard to say. I I agree. I think they should you should kick it from as close as you can in the NFL, but um, it it wasn't without merit, and I don't think it necessarily was the reason that they missed the kick. You know. It was questionable. I, I don't know. It, it was you, definitely if questionable. You, if you look back at that kick, it just uh, it does look like if they were five to seven yards closer, it, it squeaks through the uprights. Yeah. Instead, it it inched out. Um, I I, I, I don't know. I kind of want Bruce Arians to come and explain that more. Like, did he really? Like, did they know? Does Matt Gay hit more field goals from there? Is that something that he normally does? Like, they've seen it in practice or. I think he might have screwed up, and he just didn't want to say he screwed up. Well, yeah, I mean, if you've got a good conference. excuse, you know, use it. <laughs> Some Sometimes, you know, just stand up and take blame. you got to get up there and take yeah, blame. i tell you, right. one thing, if you ever have any trouble getting up, <laughs> let me tell you about our friends over at Blue Chew. If, if you're looking for any kind of way to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, then listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. Blue Chew brings you the first – Chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. And the best part, you can take them anytime, day or night, on a full stomach or an empty stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And if you could benefit from some extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast, easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. (laughs) And right now... We've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit bluechew.com, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, and get your first shipment for free, for free. just use our special promo code armchair, and you pay. All you got to do is pay the $5 shipping, and the rest is free. $3.99. Bluechew.com, <laughs> promo code armchair to try it for free. Bluechew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right. We mentioned I, we talked a little bit about them earlier because we talked about the Chiefs, but their big win—they they beat the Ravens. Right. What did what did you guys learn from the Ravens in that game? Did, are are they? I know we didn't mention them in the tiers because we were kind of just talking uh, undefeated teams. Are, the Ravens are they up there in the top five teams, or did you kind of learn that they weren't? Maybe. Hell. Uh, I mean, I didn't get to watch the game. Uh, I had a show open this week, so. Um, but I will tell you that that based on kind of the highlights I've seen and stuff like that, I still think that they are a good team. I think they're on that list of you. You gave us eight teams. I think they're in the middle of that list, even though they're not one of those eight undefeated teams. Um, yeah. So that's just my gut on them. But someone with a little bit more insight that actually watched the game might be more useful in that comment. Well, when it comes to the AFC, I still think I, I think like we said at the top, 
Patriots and Chiefs are, are the class of the AFC, but the Ravens, I think, are they're, they're interesting yeah. and they could make they could make some noise. Like, what did did you learn anything from that game, Pops? Kevin, I did, and I'm going to give up a little of my thunder later, but I'm going to tell you that Baltimore is who I thought they were. <laughs> they are they are just slightly less than the Kansas City Chiefs. They held the Kansas City Chiefs to well their average of 33 <laughs> points a game, <laughs> but. But they rushed. They had a total offense of 452 yards compared to 503 for Kansas City. Uh, they lost by what was the score? It wasn't much. 33 to 28. Yep, I, I believe. that's it. That's so it. So five point game. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they're five points not as good as Kansas City. Yep. I think that's exactly who they are. And I think in the end, is that right will, on the score? They will be there. Yeah, that was. Correct. I think yes. it is. I think it was a five point. I got game. it right here. Okay. Well, so I think they'll be there in the end, and they're good. They're solid. Well, and being five points worse than the Chiefs looks like it makes you the third best team in the AFC. So looks like it. Yeah. I, so there was a couple of things that I, I thought this game was going to be real interesting for Lamar Jackson because I wanted to see what he did against a team not named the Cardinals or the Dolphins. Right. And I thought he struggled, struggled earlier, but he did seem late. To, he ended up, I think, with like 300 yards passing. He ended up finding his groove late. There's a couple times, though, where – I just think you saw you saw every bit of Lamar Jackson in that game where you saw a couple times where he scrambled and he does things that we, I haven't seen from a quarterback since Michael Vick where he he can straight up make a defender look silly out there in yep. open field. Yeah. And he did it multiple times. And then yeah. there's a couple times though on fourth down, Dad, do you you might remember there was one where he was scrambling around and just I mean he just threw up a prayer oh, to, God. I mean it was yeah, single coverage, but the guy the, one the guy came back and there was there was two different ones. He threw one and like I think Snead came back and got one, and the other one, Roberts, came back where he really, really just threw up a prayer as he was about to go down, and it was just as likely to be a pick as it would have been a catch. It's a very so, ill-advised throw. Very <laughs> ill-advised. And when yeah. they work, when they work, they're great. But when they don't, we're calling them Jameis Winston Jr. because I've seen Jameis <laughs> do that over and over again and ends up picks. So I think I think there's still some growing for Lamar Jackson, but I think he will grow. And yeah. I, I don't think they're they're like the Chiefs or Patriots could end up getting home foot advantage. One of them are going to be like fourteen or two, fourteen and two or something crazy. The Ravens will probably end up more along the lines of twelve and four, eleven and five. But I wouldn't want to play them. They're going to be a tough out. The -hmm. defense is going to be tough, and Mar Jackson is just dangerous. Yeah, I I just I don't want to play him when it comes down to it. Speaking of though, the AFC North, the 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 Ravens weren't the only team to lose in that division. That entire division lost last week. But the team I want to talk about, and I think, Dad, you kind of mentioned them earlier, the Cleveland Browns. Ugh. I'm not ready to say Baker Mayfield is overrated and that he'll never be that guy because I just I like him. I'm rooting for him. I think he's fun to watch, and he's a he's a cool personality, and I think he's good for the league. But maybe we should have seen this coming, and Baker and Freddie Kitchens, we should have we should. It looks like we should never bought into the hype preseason. It does feel that way. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, if I watched the last the last part of well, most of the Monday night game, it looked like it looked like that became Sean McVay undressed. Or, Freddie that was Kitchens Sunday night. That was Sunday. Yeah, night game, yeah, right? Sunday night. But he was under pressure immediately, and so <laughs> I mean, what hurts him all game? He is a three step drop, get the ball out. He's accurate, and I mean, he was dropping back and then dropping back again, and then they they even said one time he runs out of the out of the huddle and puts whoever's rushing him back in the in the play if he would have stood in the pocket. I mean, he was getting a lot of pressure. Yeah. I'm not ready to say that he's not a good quarterback, but they need to get on timing routes, quick releases. That's why I think my blame's not going to Baker yeah. as much as maybe we we were all excited about Freddie Kitchens in this offense and Freddie Kitchens knows Baker. I, yeah. It doesn't seem like Freddie Kitchens is getting him in the right situation. Then it's hard to defend that fourth and nine. They they went for it. It was a dis- it was a questionable call just to go for it, but then to run a draw play 
at a shotgun on fourth and nine when you have no one Odell Beckham, it. Jarvis Landry, your number one pick. Yeah, it didn't work. I just with Kitchens, I think we should have maybe seen this coming because I was looking back. So they are uh, they have five wins. We got all excited last year because they ended up going what eight, eight and eight or I forget what they ended up going, but they they got five wins under Fred, Freddie Kitchens last year. And if we go back and look, it was a twelve to nine win over the Ravens, which was the pre Lamar Jackson era. And then they had a good win over the four and five Falcons, I guess. Two wins over the Bengals, who lost seven of their final eight in that span. And then it went over the Broncos, who LJ, you know, the Broncos weren't great yep. down the stretch. No, <laughs> and. And then their only win this year is over the winless Jets when they lost not one, not two, but or they went down with two quarterbacks when playing Luke Falk, who they had no intentions of playing. Yeah. So if you include, since Baker and Kitchens have been together, they've beat zero teams above 500. And the teams that they have beat have had a combined record of 21 and 31. So I just don't know. I think there's talent on the roster. I don't know if Kitchens is the guy for that. I and it, 100% It's early. Right. It's three games into the season, but... It, just doesn't look like it. Well, the danger is that we we did discuss it the first. If they don't get this figured out, OBJ could go off. Go well, that's nuts. why this is big. The leader of that locker room, and the, is it, there's a time right now is the most important time. If Baker yeah, Mayfield is the leader, then it's important that he's there. And I like post game, even if he disagrees with the calls. They tried to ask him about something. He goes, "I know what y'all are doing. Y'all want me to talk about the play call, and we just didn't execute." And I like it. Even if you do feel like it's Freddie Kitchen's fault, yeah. there's no reason to say it to the press. Say it yeah. behind closed doors, not not to us. That's we right. don't need to hear it. Well, and, right. and you guys are like dead on on everything because, yeah, I agree about Freddie Kitchens, but I also agree with Dad that, I mean, this is a team in a crappy division outside of Baltimore. So, um, you know, if they turn it on now, who? I mean, they haven't they haven't lost too much. You know, it's they still got some season ahead of them. So. Well, the thing that's scary, though, let me let me pull this up for you because their schedule coming up is well, not they're playing easy. the 49ers next week. I know that. Well, they they go. Uh, let's see, at the Ravens next week, Dad. Then at Ooh. the 49ers. Ooh. Are then you the sure? Yeah, because the 49ers are on a bye. I think you were looking at the 49ers. Oh, okay, you're, you're okay. Week. Yeah, yeah. So at the Ravens, who I, we've just discussed is a really good team, who are coming off a loss, so they're going to be putting on win fire. bad. At the 49ers, who are coming off a bye week, so they're going to get extra time to prepare and undefeated. The Seahawks, then a bye, then they get the Patriots Gross. at Foxborough. So I, then they get the Broncos. So yeah, get, so there's that bye week. Little... We all get two bye weeks, which we play the Broncos. But so. I'm just saying that they could easily the next four games. I, I think if they go 500 in the next four games, that that's, that's good for them. Good yeah. for them. Yeah, I could easily see them going less than that. And then, like we said, that all of a sudden, if they're two and five with that locker room, I, we'll see. <laughs> Who knows? It's, yeah, we shall see. All right. Let's go into where we always kind of uh, do each week in the NFL season. And I, we, we did the buys, the playoffs, and who we thought they were. Dad, you kind of already gave us uh, who we thought they were for this week, but we'll, we'll circle back to that. But who are you buying this week, Pops? Well, I think I'm kind of going out on a limb here a little oh, bit. All right. LJ, this is very right. unlikely. Nor- Normally he buys like the Patriots right here. <laughs> no, the team is undefeated, though. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's not necessarily bad. I am liking the San Francisco 49ers. All right. The the reason I like the San Francisco 49ers is because if you look at them in total offense, you know what they're ranked? What? Number four in the whole league. Wow. If you look at them in total defense, you know what they're ranked? What? Number two in the whole league. Now, they have not played the belt line of their schedule by any stretch, but I'm just, their, their schedule seems to work out decent. 
yeah. with Cleveland, who knows? They, they'd be coming off a bad win against Baltimore. Could implode by the time they get to the 49ers. Yeah. Then the Rams. The Rams are good. Then you got Washington, Carolina. Who knows with Carolina? I do think they'll be good. Yeah, I don't think their schedule is just daunting. It No, I wouldn't say it's daunting. So I... I'm, I think I'm stepping out on the limb, LJ, and buying the San Francisco 49 You want to know something funny? I think you What's are, that? too, because that's who I'm buying, too, and I like to buy low. So oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm buying the 49ers right. for the above-stated reasons. We don't know, need to go any deeper. So I, Yeah, I think they're interesting. Kyle Shanahan and them are going into a buy 3-0 if you'd have told them that. And like you said, Dad, they haven't played just the toughest opponents, but they're doing what they got to do. You got to beat the bad teams and end up with a good record. Yeah, beat the team that. in front of you. That's right. Yep. And they're doing it by putting up some stats. So that I think that's interesting. I, I like both of y'all's choice on that. The team that I'm buying this week is, and I don't know for sure if I'm buying them to like make the playoffs or anything, but I'm just buying the Panthers talent. Okay. Because okay. I think it's clear it, from last week, the Panthers just need a competent quarterback play for them to win games. And I just don't think – i I'm not saying Cam Newton is washed. I think you kind of alluded last week, Dad, that someone mentioned on one of the countdown shows, like possible he could be done in Carolina after this year. I don't know. I think it's interesting because he's getting paid a lot of money and he hasn't really performed that well the past two years. But I, Kyle Allen came in there and it showed that DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and – McCaffrey, that defense isn't bad. Greg Olson looked good. I, I think there's talent. They just need someone to get him the ball, and Cam hasn't been able to do that. I mean, so far this year. I'll I'll just say though, it's a lot easier to prepare when you got game tape on somebody, and so a lot of quarterbacks have come in and have one good game. Uh, I That's think true. this team may struggle without Cam for, and we'll see how long they're without Cam. But it's well, so they've already they've already after seeing Kyle Allen's game, they already decided that Cam would sit out at least one more week. But I did read a report today. That he's dealing with the list Frank yeah. injury, which could be a long can, time. It's it's one of those weird injuries. It could be two weeks. It could be eight weeks. It's really up in the air. I just wanted to touch on Kyle Allen, who I just think is a really interesting story. So he was a five star, can't miss quarterback back in the day when he was in Arizona in high school. Allen threw for more than eight thousand yards and eighty six touchdowns. He was the number wow. one pro style quarterback and seventh overall player before heading over to Kevin Sumlin's A and M, which I found interesting that A and M had the two guys playing against each other last week with Kyler Murray and Kyle Allen. Yeah. Both yeah. those guys were at AM at some point yeah. and then transferred away. Kevin Sumlin sure brought in talent, but he seemed to lose <laughs> just as much as he brought in. But Kyle Allen's story, in 2014, he was beat out by, if you remember, old Kenny Trill Hill. Mm-hmm. After being supposed to be this uh, can't-miss recruit, he gets beat out by Kenny Hill. Then in 2015, Hill transfers, leaving Allen's starter, and then after a 5-0 start, he lost back-to-back games to Bam and Ole Miss. And then Kyler Murray, the five-star freshman out of Texas, came in and took his spot. So then he transferred to Houston in 2016, where he was benched again. And then after his junior year, after being benched three different times, he decided that he was just going to forego his final year and go pro, because I guess college just wasn't for him. Sure. Went undrafted by and signed by the Patriots. And last year in the final game for the Panthers, I said I think I said Patriots, but went undrafted to the Panthers. And last year in the final game, he went 16 for 27 with 220 yards and two touchdowns and one on the ground and a win over the Saints, who albeit they think they were playing their backups. They already had everything wrapped up. And then last week, like we talked about, had his, I think he threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Just as a starter in the NFL, his stats are 35 for 53 and 489, six touchdowns and no interceptions. You could argue not that's pretty bad. good. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. not bad. And I just think it's cool that it it was it could have been easy for him to just let the narrative go of he was the guy who had it all in high school and it clearly he just couldn't figure it out once he got to the next level. And he went undrafted and just kept kept plugging away. And at least it's cool to see him getting some success, you know? Yeah. I'm just happy for the dude. I think it's cool. Yeah. And if 
it, he's always been a guy with a good arm and just never could figure out. If he can figure it out there with North Turner as the OC, I just think there's some serious talent in Carolina. They just need some quarterback play. Yeah. You know, there I was think, another quarterback that didn't have just an illustrious college career, and he's wearing number 12 for New England right now. So, oh, you know, yeah. it, it I, can happen. I, I guess it that's can possible, happen. yeah. <laughs> it can happen. So, I, I think I'm buying their their talent. Uh, let's go with that – do you want to expand any more on the who we thought they were? With were you saying the the Ravens or who we thought they were? Who did you? Yeah, say? yeah, no, the Ravens. Yeah, I'm saying the Ravens. I just they were exactly who I thought they were. I thought they'd play Kansas City pretty close. I, do, what was the line on the game? Do you do you call no it? clue? Six uh, and a half. So they covered, yeah. right? Um, the only thing the only thing that confused me with with the Ravens is they went in and they went for two three times in a row and they uh, went zero for three on all those two point conversions and ended up losing by five. If they would have kicked those field goals, maybe they're within a field goal at the end of the game. I mean, I don't know. They must have. It's not like they have the best kicker. I was about to say, yeah, was something history. wrong with Tucker or what's? I don't know. Maybe. It had to be one of those things where the where Harbaugh or the OC saw something on tape that they thought they could get the two point conversions, but they went over three on all of them. Boy, so, boy, that that's one of those. And and you know, I'd rather that happen and maybe figure out in the regular season that hey, we shouldn't do this. So when you play the Chiefs in the playoffs, maybe you d- decide not to do it. Yeah, I'd rather this. I'd rather screw up now in week two or week three. Well, and they're but, looking at their their division too, probably, and saying, I mean, we if we just win as many games as we should, we're going to lock up this playoff spot. So let's let's see what we can do against the Chiefs. Let's get something on tape for the playoffs, like you're saying. So you know, I don't know if Baltimore was doing that, but I do think John Harbaugh is way more of a coach than Jim Harbaugh. I really think John Harbaugh is it's starting a to look more and more look like that. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh's in trouble. That whole another story. But, uh. <laughs> the, I almost, I almost chose the Ravens as the team I was buying this week, and it was kind of with LJ's lo- logic, where I just think a little bit to your logic. I think LJ, if I get it right, but I feel like you try to buy before the price goes way up. Yep. And if you look at the Ravens coming up, they're going to go in the next three games. There are Browns at Steelers and the Bengals. That's a combined record of one and eight between. Yeah. So they could easily be five and one. And you just mentioned LJ. Five and one, they might have that division wrapped up yeah. by week six. Yeah, yeah, and and their I, I price just took a dip too, getting the loss. Up. So yeah, yeah, I think their stocks only going up at this yeah. point. Yep, forward. Um, LJ, who are you going with? Who who you thought they were? Uh, I mean, you know, this is I guess a little bit of homerism, but the Bears defense uh, looked like who I thought they were. I understand it was against the the old R words, uh, but but finally, at one point, I felt bad for Case Keenum. Yeah, they they finally <laughs> yeah, looked like too. for the first time this year looked like the Bears defense I expect to see. So, um, yeah. That's who I thought. Shout they out were. to Danny Trevathan. It was good to see Danny Trevathan oh. out there balling. Dude, like faked out, like completely destroyed that <laughs> O lineman. We'll have to post that. So that I don't know if you saw this play. There was a play that it kind of started going viral, like overnight after the game, and it was a play where Danny Trevathan he like acts like he's gonna blitz and then just like stops and stands oh I did see up. that he, yeah, like, he dead just legs stops it, yeah. for a minute <laughs> and the offensive lineman I guess just thought oh okay I guess he's gonna stand there all this time and then Danny Trevathan's a fast lineman he zoomed by him and got that sack it was a beautiful <laughs> yeah. beautiful pass rush yeah. I did see that that was in- I thought that was Khalil Mack I didn't realize no, that was Trevathan yeah it was a good no, Khalil, that, Khalil Mack was over there forcing fumbles every other play besides <laughs> that one I saw he's been in like four primetime games in his career and has forced like six fumbles in those four games or something like that it's insane. <laughs> Lil Mac is insane. I I tell you one guy in Washington that really enjoyed watching that game, and that was old Trent Williams, who's over there holding <laughs> out. He was like, yeah, "Yeah, just showing y'all how important I am," which I don't think he has any desire to get back there. But yeah, they they looked like they could not block Chicago. I I still think like Mitch had a Mitch Trubisky had a decent first half. 
But I think that that Bears team is what what you saw last night. They're going to win because of the defense. They're yeah. not going to win because of the offense. Agreed. The offense can put up some points, but hey, they need Taylor Gabriel or whatever. If he keeps doing that kind of crazy crap, yeah. Washington Washington's best game was giving up seventy one percent to Carson Wentz. So like this is okay. awful coverage team. <laughs> okay, good enough. Fair point. <laughs> And it did. I bet. I uh, haha. Clinton Dix, who was on the Redskins last year, had to love getting two picks and one of them being a pick six on Monday night in Washington. That had to be fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, who I'm gonna go with for my who we thought they were this week? I'm gonna go with Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen had 13 yeah. catches, 130, 183 yards, and two scores. And I think my premise of this is just Keenan Allen is who I think he is. Which I think it's just a really, really good receiver. Yeah who, due to bad luck with injuries early in his career, is completely underrated. I don't know if it's something about playing in Los Angeles. and You would think playing in a big market would be good, but something about the Chargers, they always play that 3 o'clock game, and it seems like they're always playing right when you're kind of trying to get that nap or trying to do something before the Sunday night football game. Yeah. So you kind of just miss a lot from them. And Keenan Allen, it's just what I, – I was looking at some of the stuff. So this is from – Eric Williams, who covers the the Chargers for ESPN, since the start of the 2017 season, Keenan Allen is third in the NFL in catches with 228, third in yards with just under 3,000, and has the most receiving yards on third down in the NFL during that span. So the dude is right up there putting up the same stats with the top five receivers in the league, and I don't think he normally gets thought about it in that. Yeah. Isn't he leading the league in reception yardage right now? Right now, right now he's leading the league in catches and yards. He's and he's tied for second in touchdowns, so he's right up there. And the dude's just always open every time. And I I was looking back at his career to see because I've heard people all the time, and I think it turns into one of those if you had him on your fantasy football league and he gets hurt. We do this thing where we draft a guy and he gets hurt, then we're like, oh, that guy always gets hurt. It's because he burned us like one year or something. But I was just looking back at uh, Keenan Allen's career, and in two thousand three. Or 2013, he set Chargers rookie records for catches and yards and finished set second in Offensive Rookie of the Year behind Eddie Lacy. Then, so he had a promising start to his career. And yeah. then in 2014, he broke his collarbone in Week 15. In 2015, he suffered a lacerated kidney after landing on the ball yep. on a touchdown catch. Yep. That's a weird, freaky injury. And then in 2016, he tore his ACL in the opening game. I think it was a Monday night game against the Broncos, maybe. That sounds right, yeah. And. And so I think at that point, everyone's like, man, I don't know what's wrong with him. He always gets hurt. And, but then ever since then, as I said before, since the 2017 season, I think he's been out to prove, like, hey, I'm one of the top guys out there. And Philip Rivers said after the game that he said there's a handful of there's there's only a handful of guys in this league that you cannot guard with one person, and Keenan Allen is there. He, he's he one of them, yeah. Outplayed, he outplayed DeAndre Hopkins yeah. last week. Yeah, I agree. Uh, wow. That's saying something. Yeah. Um, moving on to the – Crossing off teams off the playoffs. Uh, LJ, do you have two for us? Oh. We're out last week or? Give me a, uh, yeah, sure. I'll give you two. I mean, I got an easy one if you need some time. I got, I, yeah, I got I'll take two. Okay. Uh, okay. So this one hurts, but I'm going to go ahead and get it out of the way. The Broncos are not making the playoffs. Uh, uh, that does hurt, doesn't it? Yeah. They're just not going to. I, I do think that they're going to, like you guys are saying about the Giants, put together something. If that, if the trenches can get together, if the O-line and the D-line can start playing some football, there's zero for sex and zero for defensive turnovers, which is not the Broncos under Vic Fangio that see? I expected. But um, can I read some stats to you, LJ? As you're, I think yeah. you're kind of alluding to it. Let's. So the Broncos, <laughs> the Broncos are just the eighth team since the 1970 merger to not have a sack through three weeks <sighs> of the season. Yeah, and they're just the first since 2007 to do it. And then this one's weird, though. Okay, with defensive mastermind Vic Fangio as the head coach, this was tweeted out by Ed Water. 
and one of the most accomplished pass rushers in NFL history. The Von Millers are 0-3, and the Broncos are only, the only team in the past 50 years to have no sacks and no takeaways in the first three games. Yeah. That I don't. I kind of agree with the OJ. That stat does say a lot about him, but I think that's more of like almost fluky. That uh, defense yeah. is not bad. I do think I, – what I truly think is – um, that that's going to turn around. They're getting used to a new scheme that's completely different than what they played before. They've got some secondary problems, so quarterbacks can get it out a little quicker than they used to against the Broncos with uh, love him or hate him, Aqib Tlaib covered a man, so there's no doubt about that. Mm. And uh, <laughs> and so they're, they're having to relearn a little bit of their scheme and stuff like that. And so if they can get that figured out, they'll be a little scarier on defense and could potentially still be really scary, but we'll see. I mean, I'm not sure... Their offense, though, they've got so many O-line problems. We don't even as know as Joe Flacco if Joe Flacco's still a quarterback. We don't even know if Joe Flacco's good yet. We won't find out he this threw, year. Because did you see the inter- did you see one of the like the later later interception he threw where it looked like he looked like he threw it to a Packers player? Like, I did see no that. No Bronco even and near it him. came out of like it came out of his hand sideways, and there was nobody near him. I understand that was a bad play. Are you a Joe Flacco apologist? No, uh, I just don't. I want to see him. I want to see him play a game where he gets you some have. coverage. No, I have not. I, I have. Were you watching last year? Well, no, I didn't watch him play last year. I did not watch him play at all last year. But I'm just saying. I just don't think Joe Flacco's any good. That offensive awful. line is garbage. And they've got their their O-line coach was who they considered for a head coach. So hopefully he can figure out a way to turn it around. But that O-line doesn't give them anything. If they can figure that out, then Philip Lindsay's going to help him out a lot, even if Joe Flacco's garbage. So, that touchdown run Philip Lindsay had was awesome. Dude's an animal. Lindsay's a beast, man. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's a hell of a player. you got to so, like him. They're one of those teams in week 15, 16 might knock somebody out of the playoffs, but they're not going to make it themselves. And uh, well, let's see. Who did well, I just wanted to mention to your credit, LJ, I, I, I totally – I think we cro- multiple people crossed them off their playoffs yep. last week on the pod. But I do think you're on to something with them winning some games they shouldn't late because it's not like they're getting – even as bad as that offense has played, they're not like the Bron- or the Dolphins getting beat 40 to nothing or 30 to 6. They're, right. they're, these are like 21 to – 14 they or, should you know, have beat 17 the to 10 games. I mean, they actually yeah, should have beat in, the Bears. They're in these games. Yeah. So I think if they maybe figure something out, I love their running backs, and I do think the defense figures. Yeah, Royce Freeman but looked great this year. Who's the week, other but, team? Uh, the Browns. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. no, no, uh, hmm. I, I just don't think the Browns pull it together to make it into the playoffs. I, I don't think they can. Uh, Man, I, I'm not crossing off Baker Mayfield off the playoffs yet. I, I just, there's still a lot of talent if they figure anything out. Uh, they got out. talent, they but will, they don't uh, have a team, is the way I see it. So. Uh, I'm hesitant. I you were quick, and then again, I thought you were quick to jump on the Steelers, and that's looking beautiful Pretty right good. now. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he bought high or bought low. Well, and I will say uh, that that kind of was like a, a lucky unlucky. I hate to see somebody get hurt, but the one player on their team that has been the the staple of their team for what ten years now getting knocked out of the uh, out of the rest of the season. It looks like. I mean that. Talking about Antonio Brown? Who no, you talking I'm talking about, about Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I I don't think he's a good quarterback, but like he's he's going to be what they've depended on for the last ten years. So it it's going to be hard to win many games without him, just because they're. Oh, can I lay can I lay out a possible scenario I could see happening? Please, sure. Yeah, and I don't I don't oh, want you to, I don't want you to have like bad oh, I don't God. want you to have bad dreams tonight. Don't. But don't even so, no. So no, we are no, we are dad. No. dad I, well, dad needs to hear. I don't know if he knows where I'm going yet. I think you're starting to get where no. I'm going. But so I don't think Joe Flacco's the answer. I bet there's like there's probably something in his contract where if they cut him by a certain time, they can get out of it. <laughs> we know that John Elway historically loves getting 
a veteran quarterback veteran towards the end of his career that maybe With is big, big, big man. He's like what six something, <laughs> and maybe you can bring him in. What if? Uh, what if <laughs> big Ben to the Broncos. No. Oh my God! It would be my favorite thing ever. No. Be, <laughs> no. Oh, it would be my favorite thing ever. I would buy you a Ben Roethlisberger jersey if he, gets, <laughs> if he ends up on the Broncos. I did for Bronco Ben Roethlisberger jersey. Oh my God, that would be fantastic. <laughs> for all the listeners out there, LJ is sulking now. Just at the possible, like even though I don't think he thinks it'll happen, just the I scenario just even being played out. I feel head. ill. Oh, I just, I just, you know. I don't think it's that far fetched. Uh, Just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> I don't think I can get through the podcast. Uh, I don't think I can get yeah, through the yeah. show. Yeah, get him out of his misery, Kevin. Let's move. Get on. him a drink. <laughs> um, uh, Pops, who are you going with for who you're crossing off the playoffs? It might be well, the same as mine. I don't know. Well, I, you know, because I like to cross off people that are just absolutely not going to make the playoffs, and I'm not worried about buying high or buying low. <laughs> The Washington Redskins yep, are not yep, good answer. Going to make the playoffs? They're just not. <laughs> They're terrible. I, I will give them a little credit, at least like, so I think after halftime it was 28 to zero or something. They did at least come out and like show some effort and didn't just completely Until he threw an yeah. interception. I mean, then he threw the yeah. interception and they laid down, looked like to me. I think they don't make the playoffs and I wouldn't be surprised if Jay Gruden's gone within three to five weeks. I, I just think they're bad, 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 Wouldn't bad. shock me. Wouldn't shock me. Um... I wanted to go before we get out of here, and we've kind of Wait, touched on your play. Who's your no playoffs team? Oh, Kevin? same, same. Skin. I'm going oh, to Washington. Okay. I, I kind of had a feeling from from some some of the stuff you said earlier this week, and then just the fact or earlier this episode, and then the fact if you watched it all last night, I, I thought they might be your team you're crossing off, and I already knew I had them. So yeah, yep, yep. Um, we I kind of wanted to get on. We've done this a couple times the past couple weeks, and just. The, the good, bad, and uglies, just if you had anything from the previous week that was interesting to you. I got an ugly. I want to throw out – well, I want to throw out a good, and then I'll get to your ugly, LJ. Right. So my good is going to be – did you guys see the it, – it's kind of made the rounds, and you might have seen it by now. The 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 guy in Philadelphia. Yes, that is a good for long, me too. <laughs> we've long heard good. Okay, let's get let's get it. Let's get, me, me and you can both have this good because it's a good one. Yeah. It's so funny. So we've long heard that Philadelphia sports fans can be a little crazy. I mean, hell, they threw – snowballs at santa back in the day like back in right. 68 or whatever yeah. but so this guy dad after sunday's loss where Aguilar had if you remember they had nelson Aguilar had a few drops but he also had two touchdowns in the game but he had a few drops for the second week in a row and this guy he was on a local news station apparently he was a former firefighter and he was walking down the street and he saw this apartment on fire he saw flames coming out of the second floor so he walked over and he heard it was him and a, a former co-worker who was also a former firefighter and they realized that they went up to the second floor and this guy was yelling out, I have kids up here, I have kids up here. So he said his former co-worker went up there and started throwing babies out of the window and he was catching them. And so like they're asking him in this little interview, he's like, so he started throwing the babies out and I was catching them, unlike Agalor, <laughs> and, just threw the, and just threw that burn in there. And it's like, you're sitting here like, you just went through this sit where, this thing where you were saving little kids through a fire and he's still, asked, he's still thinking about how he upset he is at Nelson Agalor. Can I throw out the then, even better? So the good to even better. You might you're about to go there, I think, aren't you? Well, so no, go finish it off because I think we both have this as a good. So what? So how, then, how does this end up being the good? So then Nelson Aguilar hears about this obviously because who's not going to tell Nelson Aguilar he just got punked and uh, and then he reaches out to the dude. He's trying to get this dude his special guest ticket to the next Eagles game, which is like that's such a cool move to somebody that just calls no you out on class. TV, like yeah. It would be so easy to get upset and be like, dude, I had two touchdowns. I could even like almost bite back and like talk crap. And instead he was just like, yeah, he was just like, 
Twitter helped me find this guy. I want to get him and his family tickets to the next home game. Like, yeah. It was just a How really cool. cool move by Aguilar. Yeah. So that, that'll that wow. be my good of the week. And actually, I wouldn't be shocked. LJ, you're ugly for this week. It could be similar to mine. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I actually got – I just thought of a bad too. But do you want my ugly first? Go with bad. Let's go with your bad. All right. My bad is I just realized how old I was today um, because <laughs> – I saw on Reddit that it has been 19 years since Terrell Owens posed in both stars after both of his touchdowns in Dallas. Mm. God, I feel old. 19 years ago that happened? Jesus. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. that's my that's bad. Funny. So you just, your bad is just you feel old that's right now? That's a personal bad, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Dad, I didn't mean to skip over. Did you have a good you wanted to mention? I do. I kind of have a good and a bad that okay. go together, and I do actually okay, have an yeah. ugly too. But but my good and well, bad. Save your ugly. Save. I'll save my ugly. I'll save my ugly. My good and bad are kind of together. Um, you know, there's been a lot of offensive holding in games so far. I think an average of about six penalties a game wow. for offensive holding. Apparently, there was some directive to emphasize off, you know, the weak side holding okay. calls, and so they did. They were calling six a game, and Tom Brady saw this on yeah. Thursday night. <laughs> And tweeted out, like, good God, would you please let the guys play football? I'm turning this S, I don't know if he said shit off, but anyway, he said, I'm turning this off. And then they had a meeting. The referees had a meeting on Saturday. They decided to de emphasize the offensive holding on the backside. And they only, on Sunday, they averaged three penalties for offensive holding. Wait a second. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the bad is, my God, let the guys play. The good is, Tom Brady noticed it. I mean, he is a legend in the game. They listened to him. Oh, my God. They reduced. That pisses me off so much. Yeah, can I take a second? So, LJ, and I think this might be where LJ's going. So, Tom Tom Brady, of all people, is going to complain about the offensive holdings. Who, we already know, he's the reason for the the penalties where quarterback gets touched. Yeah. And then, if we think back just a week, there was literally last week, who who they who did they play? They played the Dolphins. A Dolphins player said that a ref literally came up to him and said, "Hey, stay off Tom. You can't hit Tom like that." Right. So the, the guy that gets protected by refs is going to go complain about holding. And oh, who would it who would it benefit if his offensive line can hold just a little bit more and not get called for? Oh, get called for <laughs> Tom Brady. Uh, this guy has a pulse on the league. He knows exactly what he's doing. He well, wants his own line to hold a little bit more. He's smart like a fox, dude. And if he's I needed smart. any other reason to hate him, he makes one tweet and the NFL changes their bylaws. Like, Jesus <laughs> They change their emphasis. Their emphasis. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I thought I just was like, really? Tom Brady has that much pool that he can just get the whole, like, the whole. And if, like, literally, like Dad said, he, he tweeted that. I don't they know. They had a if, like, meeting they saw, two Tom days Br- later to talk about yeah, Tom literally. Brady's tweet so they could make sure before like Tom they, Brady's next game that they didn't call too many holding They penalties. don't call offensive Jesus. holding as much. It's brilliant. He legitimately had a report, LJ, that was like there was a call made to all refs Jesus. to emphasize that you don't have to call holding on every single play. Oh, well, if Tom says it, then by God. Jesus. Oh, um, well, they did get pissed when he failed some footballs up a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my bad. I'm sticking with quarterbacks, my bad. Well, I don't even know if it's a bad because it's kind of funny and I want him to keep doing it, but it's Troy Aikman complaining on Twitter. Did you guys <laughs> no, see I love that. The, the, uh, the athletic Kansas City. <laughs> yes. They tweeted out, the athletic tweeted out, in case you missed it, Patrick Mahomes has thrown 30, 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns in about 8% of the games. <laughs> and Troy Aikman dad replied to it with, in case you missed it, talk to, he quoted this and said, in case you missed it, talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. <laughs> so just, 
just Troy Aikman's saltiness on Twitter. I like, you already got the titles. And I, actually, I think it's funny. So maybe if he's doing it just tongue in cheek to be funny, then I'm all for it. But <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious that he had to get on there and be like, hey, let's just make sure you know I won three rings. <laughs> I, these guys have egos. These yeah. are alpha males with egos. Yes, There's no doubt about it. It's funny. Um, Pops, what about you? What you or let's go, LJ, since you did your good and bad there just a second ago. Pops, ugly for the week, L? Uh, my ugly was, did you guys see the entire Eagles offensive line just stop blocking? You didn't see this. All right. Which when? Let me, uh, let me send you <laughs> guys time? a video. I'm going to send you guys a video in Skype. This is not an exaggeration. We'll put it on the website too, but, uh, watch this. Well, I did see there was a play where, um, they, the, the Eagles did not employ a defensive end for a play and they ran a, a, a reverse around the, on the outside. I don't know how someone in the booth doesn't realize like, Hey, we, we're missing a guy. We should probably call a timeout. No, this is a play where Wentz drops back and the the Eagles offensive line just stops. They just decide they don't want to play anymore. Do they think he's Yeah, they all just quit. They just they were done. Now, I know no one cares about my I know no one cares about my fantasy team, but Wentz is already injury prone enough. <laughs> Can we at least block for him until the play's over? No. No, apparently I mean, not. So that's my ugly yeah. is they just stopped God, playing. What do you, the heck? Yeah. I've never LJ, seen an do, do, do that. Do you think do you think they thought he already threw it or something? They almost had to have. But like the, the, the almost had to. the defensive line was not acting like he threw the ball. So it's like, what gave him the indication that he threw the ball? Like, I, I can't understand what mishap happened that I think five of the six people trying to block for him just stopped, just all stood up straight and stopped blocking. I, kinda, I, want, I wonder if like in the huddle, Carson Wentz like said some said something to him, one of them. They're like, all right, we're just going to teach you there, buddy. <laughs> Maybe. How about this? But yeah, in general... If you if you're on the offensive line, I don't know if anybody on the often Eagles offensive line is listening to this, but uh, if <laughs> if you are on the O line and for whatever reason during the play you think, oh, I think my quarterback may have thrown the ball. If you still see the def- like the pass rush sprinting after <laughs> someone behind you, it's probably because he has an oblong thing in his hand. Yeah. He's still holding on to it. So I think you should probably keep blocking. Yeah. Just, wow. Just throwing that out there. Um, Pops, what do you have for your ugly this week? That's a good one, Al. So my coach with a favorite personality, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, what's the lady's name? Dana Jacobson was interviewing Bill Belichick. Oh, God. Right? <laughs> yeah. and, and she asked him a question that I, I certainly am interested to know, which is what was the last draw that, that made you decide to Not cut a bad question. Antonio Brown? Fair question, fair question. And he goes, we're thinking about uh, who are they playing Bills. next? The the Buffalo Bills. We're thinking, about, and then stares her down for like sixty. Well, not sixty <laughs> seconds. I mean, like, no, but did, it was like, like a minute, it was like, like a, a second and a half or something. He, but he really stares her down, like I'm going to whoop your ass like, or something. How it's dare you ask that question? Stupid. It was. I'm sorry. Belichick is the best coach of all time. He is a dick, and he doesn't care. He couldn't care less that we think that. I would say so that there's a there's I'm a sure decent chance right that, that there is a correlation between those two things, though. You know. The fact that well, he's not having that be. conversation yeah. might have a little bit to do with how good he is as a coach. I, I just he could have handled it a little better. He just said, "Hey, we're ready for the Buffalo Bills," and walked away. He didn't have to give her the stare down. Like. Well, if you're, I understand he's probably uh, it probably is annoying getting all the Antonio Brown questions. But if you're going to employ a guy, him, you if know? you're going to employ a guy like that, stand up. I mean, and they made the. I think they made the right call. They cut him after all the stuff that came out. I'm not. I, I think you know you tried it, it didn't work, and you realize, oh crap, we should not have done this, and they cut him. Okay, but stand up for it. Answer your question. What was the last? And even if you don't want to answer it, be polite about it. You don't have to be an asshole well, about it. I think she's doing her being, job. That was she's doing her job. He was being an question. asshole. Just to defend so. somebody that I I really don't care that much for, uh, I'll play devil's advocate. That 
we've kind of talked for a couple of years now about how the power struggle in the Patriots locker room seems like it might be. And so there is a chance that Belichick didn't ask for Antonio Brown in the first place. So maybe that's why he's so adamant on dodging questions is that that was a craft pickup, not okay. a Belichick pickup. Well, I've uh-huh. heard it's a possibility. I've heard uh, alternate reporting, LJ, that actually Belichick was the guy that he, because he, he's good friends with Rosenhaus, the agent. I believe that was. Brown yeah, that's, I thought that's it was Tom Brady I was heard, the connection. I heard that Belichick reached out specifically okay. to try to get Antonio Brown. All right. Well, all right. So, but either way, either way, I just think, like, I, to Dad's point, I think the Dana Jacobson, who actually, shout out to Dana Jacobson, she was back, LJ, you might remember, she was on the cold pizza oh, yeah. way back. Oh, yeah. Gap. But. She was just asking a legitimate question. If you don't want to answer it, okay, but you don't have to be an asshole about it. Like, what does dad? What does dad's shirt say? What does your shirt say? Don't be a dick. Yeah. Just don't be a dick. And he was a dick. Um, trademark. My, uh, Copyright. That's <laughs> verbal trademark. My ugly for the week, and I think that's that was a good one. But my ugly for the week is going to be the refs always find a way to get in this category. Yeah. And yes, they call it less holding, but I'm going to go where they penalizing the injured. Okay. So I understand there's a rule in the NFL where player cannot take his helmet off on the field of play. And if you take your helmet off on the field of play, that's unsportsmanlike conduct, 15-yard penalty. Right. But on Sunday, Atlanta and Indianapolis game, Falcon safety Keanu Neal, who's a really good player, suffered a season-ending injury for the second straight year. Last year, he tore his ACL in week one, and this year, his Achilles was torn. Like he had, he had And he clearly knows it. His face, like he's like, like got tears in his eyes because he knows he just screwed up another year, and he's a good young player. And he takes his helmet off, helmet off because his Achilles is literally hanging there on the field. Ugh. And the ref throws a flag. And then I under, I understand, you know, maybe you don't realize it and you saw him take his helmet off and you throw the flag. Can we not pick that up for an, for an injury? I mean, I don't know. The rule's the rule, but penalizing a guy because he took his helmet off because he has a second straight season-ending injury. Yeah. That's tough. I just didn't yeah. like it. I didn't like to see it. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's fair. I think that about wraps up our NFL. Did y'all guys have anything else y'all wanted to mention? Uh, is Jacoby Brissett and the the Colts for real? Yeah, I mean that's that's who I bought last. I think me and uh, Uncle Tony and Prestige Worldwide were all talking. The Colts are they? I they might so be yeah. the real deal. Yeah, I, they have I'm, a they have a big I'm game coming it. up. I get, I think this week. You know, one other quick thing. So I thought it was Raiders. interesting how much one big play can mean in a game. Yeah, because you know Detroit and Philly played. And there was a 100-yard kick return oh in my that God. game yeah. by Detroit. Philly Philly lost by three. Yeah. They lost by three. That yeah. was the play that turned it around. Yep. New Orleans is playing Seattle, which I think we all thought Seattle probably would win that game. There's a 58-yard punt return in that game. Seattle lost by six. Yeah. I'm just telling you, a big play like that is absolutely a game changer in the Speaking NFL. of big you know, plays, that's and interesting. it was good to see Go Alvin Kamara finally get off last week. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, uh, special teams making the difference, I think you guys should watch this video. I know I've talked about John Boyce of SB Nation's YouTube videos a lot. There's, he just had one come out about how I think, I can't remember which year it was, but one of the Chargers teams was clearly the best in the NFL by every metric you could count besides special teams and they missed the playoffs. And so they might have been potentially one of the greatest teams to play in the Super Bowl era, but missed the playoffs because they're special teams. And they go into showing the games that they lost and how much they lost by and also what they gave up on special teams that game. And it's incredible, the correlation. So, uh, yeah, special teams makes a huge difference. Well, yeah, and I know coaches, like, especially difference. special teams coaches, you'll hear it like if you ever watch one of those hard knocks or anything, but special teams is a third of the game, they'll say, and it's just as important. I don't know if it's just as important as offense and defense, but 
I've, I think you're alluding to it exactly, both of you, but special teams can definitely, definitely lose you Change a game, the game in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, or winning a game. game. Yeah. On, yes, and you know what? Yes, you know what team usually has good special teams? Not counting last week when they muffed a punt, but uh, the, the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, they seem to normally have yeah. pretty solid special teams play. I think the good teams normally yep. do, and and one of those kind of gets overlooked. But I think y'all are dead on. Um, These teams are close. They're close. It doesn't take much yeah. to separate them. We're talking about games. a ten percent difference in the best and the worst team mm-hmm. in the NFL. So special teams is worth ten percent. Dad, I just since Uncle Tones mentioned before before we get out of here, I we I, I know you're through and through a hog fan. Um, God, <laughs> after last week, are you are you done with the hogs for the year or Chad Morris or is there do you have do you have any comment as an alum with a mic in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's interesting is I sure have seen a lot of people wanting to forgive Bobby Petrino. Yeah, <laughs> I bet they um, do. They're wanting BMFP bad. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have a comment to that. I do like – We hey, guys, we are rebuilding at Arkansas. We are playing in the best conference in the nation. Rebuilding, what, going on year 12? Tennessee's getting well, – but we do have a new coach. I mean, yeah. Bellama wasn't the guy, apparently. He's only good enough to be employed by the greatest coach ever, Bill Belichick, <laughs> but not good enough to coach our college football team. So, I don't I don't know. Uh, um, the jury is out. I'm Losing, I'm losing to San Jose dude. State a, like that is – tough it's not good yeah it's not good um i i just i i still i've been one of the fans that like a hold out on chad morris they can just give because i'm i'm usually a big proponent of give the guy time you know let especially in college when it's recruiting and stuff and you got to get your kind of players in i think you got to give them three to four years before you even have an idea yep but agreed. but it's yeah. tough when you when you lose to a team like like we paid san jose state uh one and a half million dollars i believe it was to come to the university and whoop our ass and and San Jose State's a team that they just last week got pummeled by Tulsa, and they, I think they've only beaten like three Power Five conferences in the last five years. So that, that this doesn't happen, and they just came into Fayetteville and took it to them. That's well, a bad can we loss. Go, can, can, can we move on? I'm getting physically ill over here. So uh, <laughs> while we held us on Ben Roethlisberger for a while, I want to hold on this for just a second longer. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think I want to point out that I think Razorback fans are maybe the most mercurial fans in the world. Because last week it was like, oh, I'm so glad that we finally have a quarterback at Stark and Saw. Like, it's like. Everything is well, either so all the way of, up or I all the way down. I kind of joke a little bit. I kind of joke with a little bit, but I do totally get what you're saying. I'm not saying you're the only one. I mean, I, I've seen this everywhere. Like, I've seen so many articles that popped up on my phone that the Razorbacks are back and they're finally here and blah, blah, blah. And then they lose to San Jose State, San Jose State and it's like the Razorbacks are the worst Razorbacks that have ever – like, it's just it's just Arkansas Sports Radio is just a, a thing. Speaking, just, speaking of, but before we before we get out of here, I did, I did want to mention you brought up uh, Stark and Saw, Nick Starkle. Did you see the drama going on with him and Justin Bieber? No. <laughs> uh, what was that? So, so Stark was a huge Justin Bieber fan, like big time Bieber fan. Like a couple years ago, he tweeted, he tried to make this video, this like parody video, and to get to and uh, tagged Ellen DeGeneres and was like, "Help me for my birthday, meet Justin Bieber, my, my <laughs> idol, and all this stuff." And he's and then like this year. Pre-game, he's been wearing this, like, it's kind of a cool-looking, but it's like this black shirt with Justin Bieber's face on it. And he wears it pre-game, and then he wears it under his pads. But it's kind of him being interesting, being funny. But then after this past week, after he had a five-interception game, he tweeted out, all right, guys, the Justin Bieber shirt's been ripped. It's been thrown away. No more distractions. We're all about the team. And then (laughs) TMZ, and then Justin Bieber saw the tweet, 
and then put it on his Instagram story. He's like, I'm disappointed. So he did finally get his <laughs> idol to reach out to him, but it's out of disappointment. Oh, and then, God. But my funniest part about it was TMZ caught a hold of this, and they put out like this big article. I never knew TMZ would ever have an article about the Arkansas Razorbacks. <laughs> well, maybe with Bobby Petrino. But yeah. since Bobby Petrino, I never thought we'd have another one. Um, but they had this big article where they were talking about how uh, Nick uh, Arkansas's quarterback blames Justin Bieber for loss. And at one point, there was a sentence in there where they said, Nick Starkle, who's the starting quarterback for the former powerhouse football program, the Arkansas Razorbacks. I, I'm, wow. a, I'm an Arkansas Razorback fan, but I don't think whoever wrote that TNZ article, like they made it sound like we were Alabama. <laughs> we're never, we're just a dynasty, I don't think. Just going back to 64. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Wow. Uh, I, just, I just thought it was whoever wrote that sentence, I was like, I don't think you spend a lot of time in the South. <laughs> you could say like a, a, a good SEC program, former solid SEC program. I just wouldn't say former college football powerhouse. I don't know. Yeah, that. no, that's. And yeah, this is coming from an Arkansas fan. I, I could say former college football team, but <laughs> <laughs> team that would have been a better use of term. All right, Dad. Well, I, I know LJ is still upset about Ben Rossberg. I know you want to quit talking about those <laughs> darn Razorbacks. So we'll wrap it up. We want to give one more special shout-out to the sponsors. Uh, you can, by the way, if you're wanting to gamble on any games. But I was talking to, Dad, you know, your, your your boy Keith. We were talking today at work. Basically, you could have made a lot of money so far this college football season if you just went and looked at the Arkansas line and bet the opposite. because They're not going to cover <laughs> against the bad teams, and they probably will get blown out by the good teams. So if, <laughs> yep. you're, if you're looking to go gamble, go do it over at MyBookie. If you put in the promo code CHAIR, you can get double down on your first deposit. Promo code CHAIR over at MyBookie. Then... If you are an Arkansas, well, I don't even know how I can segue to it, but if you go on to bluechew.com right now and put in the promo code armchair, you can get a free order of bluechew. So if you're looking for a little extra oomph, maybe uh, Chad Morris is doing that, I don't know right now, you can go over to bluechew.com, <laughs> put in the promo code armchair. You just pay the $5 shipping and get, get the uh, first delivery for free. So we missed it last week, but I hear I hear we got a good one in the hopper, LJ. What's your social yeah. science term for this week? Do you guys want to take a guess at it if I give it to you? Yeah, of course. Well, yeah, right. I got the other one right. So. <laughs> God. Uh, okay, well, I so thought this he, one's did, called... did, he, he did get the cheerleader one right, LJ, right? No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. In no way yeah. did he get that right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, what do we got for this week? This one is called Survivorship Bias. Who wants to give it Survi- a shot? Survivorship Bias? Yeah. Survivorship's kind of like... Uh, I feel like that getting... would be guilt for surviving a dramatic or something but i don't right. know about bias i thought it was like a, getting a will or something you're the survivorship of a business or a family or something i don't know all right I don't know. Uh, well you guys got it just as well as you got the cheerleader effect so uh <laughs> nailed it um but i'll walk it's you playing football and diving into your surviving family i'll walk you through it i'll walk you through it okay so survivorship bias is when you have a bias in your decision-making based upon only looking at the ones that were successful, only the things that were successful, and therefore not realizing the things that failed. Um, there's a really great example of this guy uh, during World War II. He was a mathematician named uh, Abraham Wald. And what he did was he was tasked with part of a team in the military to figure out how to put steel plating on aircraft bombers to figure out how to make them survive for longer, right? And so... He uh, they they wanted to put they they had some some bombers that had made it back home and had a bunch of bullet holes. And so they wanted to put the steel plates where planes had the most bullet holes. Right. Um, Seems logical. Seems like a decent idea. Yeah. But what Abraham Wald said is, well, here's a here's a thing. Here's a bias that you guys have. 
you're looking at only the planes that made it home. Therefore, if the plane didn't make it home, or if the plane made it home, then those parts aren't as important to put the, the steel plating on. Whereas the ones that didn't make it home, those holes, we don't know where they are, but we can only assume they're in the places that these guys didn't get shot at. So that's survivorship bias. Okay, there's some sense in that. Yeah, there's another so, decent example if you want a little bit further to understand it. Well, can can I? I think I might have an example. Tell me if I'm if I'm okay. Go for it. Picking if I'm. Tell me if I'm smelling what you're stepping in here. All right. <laughs> um. So would it be like looking at going? Well, you know, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates both dropped out of college and they were super successful. Yeah. But then you're not looking at like the tons of other people right. that dropped out. And so if you say the trick to success is dropping out of college, that's survivorship bias because you're only looking at the ones that were successful and not looking at the. Uh, who knows, millions of people who dropped out of college and didn't find any success. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a great example. Another okay. one I like is like for people that say like, man, music in 1969 is the best music ever and today's music doesn't hold a candle to it. That is usually a flaw of survivorship bias because you're only thinking of the songs that we still listen to 50 years later. So you're not thinking of all the flops that you're not thinking of. I, uh, I started a joke by the Bee Gees, you know, you're thinking of, uh, you know, Beatles or something like that. So God, what was that song about blue? Remember that song? I'm blue. I'm blue. I'm blue. Whatever. (laughs) Dad used to hate that song. Oh God. So that's the thing is like, I'm blue. You're you're comparing the best songs from whatever year you're talking about to the worst songs of today. And so that's a form of survivorship bias is you're only thinking of the ones that made it this far. Or another one is they don't make things the way that they used to. You know, when you like talk about like they don't make toasters the way that they used to. Well, yeah, because you're thinking of that one toaster that lasted for 50 years. But if you looked at every toaster that had ever been made, most of them are probably garbage because they're cheap appliances. So survivorship bias, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's just like in sports, too. Like when you go like, oh, the NBA was better in the 90s. And whether it's true or not, you go, you're probably only thinking about the teams you remember in the playoffs. Yeah. You're probably not thinking about that Phoenix Suns team of like today's game that went yeah. terrible, you know, because you, yeah. you usually don't you don't put those. You don't as we've talked about with memory before, you don't. Stick those ones in your memory bank. Like, you don't think exactly. about all the shitty teams. Exactly. That's survivorship bias. Uh, Boom. Social science. Like, done. I like that Boom. one. <laughs> Social science corner. But damn. <laughs> all right. That'll do it for another week of the Just Press Play podcast. Of course, you can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, and our website at jpfpod.com. Guys, I will catch you next week. Peace out. Peace. I think that uh, very astutely I got back on. Okay. Well, I thought on my feet. You are, you are an astute, yeah. astute man. Not pedantic. Not pedantic. <laughs>